0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise and mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking.
0: So let's get on with the episode. Hey, Martin. Hey, dear. are you getting over COVID?
1: Uh, just about, yeah. Nasty, nasty okay. experience. I'm glad I had my jabs.
0: Yeah, I had mine too, but I also got it. Um, at least I, I believe I got it. I had all the symptoms. The first mm. test was negative, and I was too sick to go get another <laughs> one. <laughs> so yeah. that was my mine showed up just after Thanksgiving, and it was yeah. a good four weeks. And what we were going to talk about is really. The stress of having your plans just go sideways, be polite mm-hmm. about it. Uh, when when you've got so many things to get done. And as I did, because you know, I've got this, we've got Cheryl's concert by the time people conference, by the time people are listening to this, that's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the launch of my new website. And I've got all the little twiddly bits of the new website. And and just how frankly, during the four weeks that I was ill, I really didn't yeah but but it really throws you for a loop especially when you're a solopreneur as so many hypnotists are
1: yeah of course but um, do you think though it's part of that thing of our self preservation mode you know our, our sort of primitive brain will always step in to protect us and even when we are perhaps physically laid up but we think no we can get on with this mentally i.e. some work on the computer this that and the other then we just can't concentrate mm-hmm not perhaps cuz we're feeling yeah. bad ill but it just won't allow us to concentrate it won't allow us to do things it...
0: yeah i don't know if that's just because you're ill that your brain isn't working but it certainly would be good to allow your body and mind to heal when mm. things happen I mean, even you know if you've broken a leg and and you 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 can still function mentally and you could be on the computer with your leg propped up but you still need more sleep you need more rest regardless um of the fact that your brain is working. So I think we need to honor that.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. I and mean, sometimes
0: yeah. you need to push through. Sometimes it's it's really important to push through.
1: Yeah, it's but... getting that balance though, isn't it? You've got you've got to push through. And then on the other hand, it's like sort of as you've always said, any medical condition is exacerbated by stress. So exactly. Even a broken leg will take longer to heal if your body's spending yeah. all its energy using your brain rather than Correct. Healing. Yeah. That's in my very simple terms. But...
0: Mm-hmm. So I think we actually may have run out of this topic. It felt like it was going to be a really long topic, but I think we can segue to other stresses in life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see, I, I have, have acquired a, a new patient, a client, I should say, okay. um, Who's has a... Um, a condition I won't say what it is but a medical condition a known medical condition that's one of those symptoms that's really irritating Mm -hmm. isn't going to do anything bad to her it's never going to go away but it gets worse when she's anxious and stressed okay and so she's come to me after several years she thankfully has already been hypnotized by somebody several years ago more than a decade ago uh who is no longer with us um and now she's looking for a new person
1: so she knows the <laughs> so process works. She works knows the process
0: and she trusts <clears throat> the process. Yes, yes, and and delightfully, she asked her doctor how her doctor felt about it, and her doctor said absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that was well, wonderful. That's
1: great, and that brings us right back to the beginning of this conversation when you were talking about your new website. Because although this yeah. podcast is not an advert for either of our websites in particular. I know you've been working really, really hard on it. I know yeah. you were put back for four <laughs> weeks when you had COVID. Right. Um, but I do think it would be a good idea because we don't know who all our listeners are. I know some of them are hypnotherapists, and I also mm-hmm. know some of them are members of the public with an interest in hypnotherapy. But we don't know if anybody else is in the medical profession or something like that, if any of our other listeners are in the medical profession. And mm-hmm. your new website is... Um, in part aimed at doctors, isn't it, and other people? Yes, there's this section, yeah, this section
0: aimed at doctors
1: who want to introduce hypnosis into their practice, an addition to their tool belt, So obviously to their yes, medical and not
0: education. necessarily with them as the hypnotist, because mm. you've got a seven minute session for somebody to deal with whatever the immediate medical mm. issue is. So you don't, yeah. I can't even, and the ringing phones. And uh, yes, you can be told to ignore them. But th- the, the reality for most physicians, those rapid inductions that can help take control of the mm. situation and an emergency situation, are the ones that are going to be really useful for them. I would never discourage anybody from learning hypnosis, please. No. It's a great thing, even if you're only going to use it for yourself. But um, but really to encourage them to reach out and know what to look for in a hypnotist. Mm it's come up over and over again that, you know, weekend training is not enough. No, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, today's this client who, who, um, who's doctor said, go for it. She said, I asked her, how did you find me? Assuming it was going to be Google my business or something. She's local, yeah. but further away than usual. Okay, uh, She's still in my state, but she's further South than usual. The usual you know people that aren't referred. And, um, and she said, I did my research and I knew I wanted somebody certified. I thought, Yeah. I don't see I don't see many people who say they aren't. So I think it it might have been who I was certified with. With, I didn't really get into it too too far, but I think that's it is terribly important. And we need to to realize even if you took a weekend course, probably not going to be that confident. And if you're not that confident, it's really hard to get it to work if you don't believe in it. (laughs) So you can always do more training with a deeper look at at what hypnosis does and answer that
1: Yeah, back. absolutely. I mean, I'm careful with my wording here because I know in the States, you can't call yourself a hypnotherapist, but in assume some states, speak- yeah. yeah. assume I'm speaking from the British perspective, being able to hypnotise somebody is completely different from performing hypnotherapy on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I say, you say these weekend courses that you see popping up here and everywhere. Yes, they might be able to teach you how to hypnotise somebody, but how to, you know give the full therapeutic benefits of hypnosis to somebody is a completely different thing um you know mm-hmm. it, it's a much it also
0: more... it it doesn't doesn't usually if you've got a weekend because you're going to have to take months and months to practice like, yeah no absolutely and relations
1: yeah, yeah absolutely but um <clears throat> sorry just, just we were saying digress oh, again that, why yeah, not <laughs> that, that subject ended quickly I, no, i'm just going back to it now because yeah when your plans suddenly get thrown up in the air, we were talking about, yes, maybe our primitive mind is trying to protect us and stopping us from using all our uh, blood sugars or whatever it is to uh, <laughs> use use our brain. I, of course, I'm putting everything in layman's terms, uh, which may be useful for some of our listeners. Um, but, you know, it throws everything out, doesn't it? When, when mm-hmm. something happens like that, it then becomes more and more difficult, do you find, to get restarted
0: yes it took me I, I was probably better by christmas and then of course mm. the christmas kerfuffle we we are not a christian household so we weren't uh that involved with it we were just some friends party, yeah, you start to join in the queues at the shops you stole, so everything yeah, else. You stole, exactly <laughs> yeah the traffic and all the rest of it um it just really that slows you down it was hard to get at uh, new year really was the marking point i think i mm. i i had decided Mm. <laughs> that 2023 was a restart, and I would get this website actually done. Mm. I'm a terrible person for deadlines. Mm. I, I need an absolute yeah. I do, push do a you deadline find, further and further.
1: Do you find you work better with a deadline, though, under yeah. that little bit of pressure, that little bit of adrenaline mm-hmm. that comes with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do. I do, even though. You know, we, we always say it's best not to leave things to the last minute, this, that and the other, and procrastination, etc. But I do find when I have a definite deadline, um, mm. not leaving uh, it to the very last minute, but knowing I have that yeah. deadline, I find I work better to it.
0: Yeah, I find that if I do something ahead of time, mm. unless somebody says, oh, good, I'll take that now, and it goes away from me, I'm constantly picking at it, <laughs> at it until the deadline, and then I go into a little flurry of activity right before it's supposed to be in mm. so most of my articles and and you know copy for websites and things get mm. get written and written and written and so I'm sick of the subject by the time I actually get to it and I put it away for a bit and then right before it absolutely has to be in yeah i write something completely different
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so just going back to the question though when you've been say thrown off kilter by a period of illness um or something how do you get motivated again do you have any anything that you particularly do I mean, aside
0: aside from the external you better do this because otherwise your business is going to go kapooey
1: well yeah there um, is that.
0: yeah i mean really the the deadline i have now i could push the deadline for this forever but i'm about to pay for my hosting again from mm. my current website so it it's, yeah, I can pay for that for another year, and then I can put this one off for another year and and mm. I really need to have a website that I can make changes to. The new course isn't on my old one. I don't know how to make WordPress work, and I don't want to learn. there's no. <laughs> just so many bits of tech, <laughs> and they keep bringing out new bits of tech. So, um there so are but I, I I'm going use I'm gonna use this deadline to mm. motivate me and i think that's what happened yeah i think that's it's not consciously doing that i think that's what happens
1: mm. so subconsciously well of course that's what we deal with all the time is it with therapists yes so yeah you got that subconscious thing at the back of your brain telling you yeah get it done get it done <laughs> yeah.
0: have you added any new things to the last for, do you have any new stuff coming up are you perfecting the stuff you you did Uh, Last year. Of course, you had the new um, office affiliation. That's really a a 2023 thing, even though it started in 2022.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm working alongside the consultant psychiatrists and the other therapists from other disciplines um, at the uh, therapy company in Preston. I've got that on my plate. And then also I am starting a new position with a charity teaching mental health first aid. To would be mental health first aiders because over here we've got that program um yeah. in in the workplace like most big workplaces will have a first aider i think there's a legal requirement for it over a certain mm-hmm. number of employees and now workplaces are having a mental health first aider as well as a you know physical health first aider and i'll yeah. be i'll be teaching that course it's like a level two equivalent to english o level from uh, mm-hmm. back in the day
0: and for for, <laughs> for americans that means it's about 10 well it's, it's probably closer to 12th grade actually because yeah we have more specializations but it's it's a high school level mm. education not a university level education
1: yes i'm, I'm yeah. going to be teaching do you think do people. you think
0: yeah do you think that those kind of outside validations also motivate you,
1: uh, you get a
0: little pat on your back that a psychiatrist said yes martin come and work with me
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to be validated, isn't it? But it's also nice to um, get the recognition for hypnotherapy as well from that, people, yes. people who are medically trained. Um, I mean, psychiatrists refer people for other kinds of talking therapies, CBT most commonly, I imagine. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's nice to be acknowledged by the psychiatric profession that you know they value hypnotherapy as a, an additional complementary therapy as a useful tool yes it, it's uh it, it's good for the benefit of all hypnotherapy isn't it mm-hmm
0: absolutely yeah. which is what yeah. what the main the main purpose of my new <laughs> new version of my website is to try and get yeah. more people to hear about
1: it your new website um, it's the same web address though isn't it AA hypnosis
0: yeah it's actually there'll be two but to, that that will get you there and the one that's on there. We'll we'll get you there to heal and be radiant.
1: Yeah. Okay. And of um, course. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the plug. Oh, no Um,
1: problem. It's in the show notes below as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what? What do you do to unwind? Oh. Because we do. I know Sunday is sacrosanct, not for religious purposes, but that's the one day that you, if if Nick is off, you Mm. don't have to. You you make sure you have time off.
1: Okay. To to unwind or to relax there's a difference I'll give you an
0: example
1: you yeah definitely Please? I'll give you an example today I was run ragged I was here there and everywhere clients here articles there run absolutely ragged and I was at that point where you might think you're just going to sit down and with a cup just relax and do nothing and I thought no I'm going to go and clean the bathroom and boy oh boy did I feel better for that <laughs> Um, there used to be an advert, you know, years ago, on television, and I cannot remember what it was for. And um, it used to say, "Such and such a body forgot, well, no, for, forgot ironing and remembered such a thing." And so they were showing this person doing their ironing, but they weren't thinking mm-hmm. about their ironing. They were out, it was an advert for a holiday company. So the idea oh. was to encourage you to do your housework, but allow your mind to drift off to uh, foreign climes. Sure. And so then book virtual vacations. <laughs> yeah, virtual <laughs> vacations. Yeah. But <clears throat> I often find that if I really want to switch my mind up, if I do something that requires no thought processes, like cleaning yeah. the bath out or something, or cleaning yeah, the battery, that's the
0: perfect, the perfect use of it. it's it's essentially a hypnotic step yeah, because yeah. you're you're just yeah, you're using your imagination and it's yeah. probably making all sorts of lovely pathways in your brain.
1: Yeah, so so <laughs> that's how I, I, I can actually make myself unwind. I wouldn't say that's how I relax. If, if I want to relax, okay. um, weather permitting, I would put the sun lounger outside and go and lie down on that. That's relaxing to me. Or listen to a hypnotherapy recording. Okay. Yeah, that that is relaxing. But to actually unwind, I, I tend to do something. Same as going for a walk. If, I, if I'm really, really yeah. wound up and I feel the urge to unwind, going for a really brisk walk, I find really yes. unwinds me.
0: Yes. Actually, I find it very helpful if it's raining because I'm just... Sort of angry walk and getting mm. rid of all those kind of thoughts, but actually, what I was thinking more is the the fact that you have set time in your week when you allow yourself to do other th- to do things which are for recreational purposes yeah. and not for and and that's built in. You don't have to be all wound up on Saturday to have no. Sunday off. right? Oh no,
1: no, no! So Sunday is unwinding day. That's the day me and my partner do something. And we shut the rest of the world out, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. It may be something as simple as just having a nice drive to the coast and a really good long walk. We may, I mean, we don't do anything flashy. We're not the type to go to restaurants and that kind of thing. Um, But, you know, we may go and buy a takeaway sandwich and a box of mango and sit down on a bench and watch the sea coming in and out for an hour eating. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just something like that. Um, Or, oh, Any number of things, garden centres, a vintage car rally, um, absolutely anything at all.
0: Do you find theatre and movies, when I say theatre, I mean live theatre, but do you find those things are relaxing?
1: I I like... Or help
0: you to feel regenerated somewhat?
1: Yeah, I like the movies, Nick doesn't. It's an assault on his senses, you know, when you go into... Interesting. The movie theatre, it's there on the great big screen in front of you, plus the sounds, plus other people behind talking and throwing the popcorn in the air. Uh, yeah, but
0: but would he enjoy a movie watched at home?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there have been occasions when something's come on television and then he said to me, This would be far better seeing it on the big screen. Avatar springs to mind as one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to get that full experience on the big screen. But then for him it's weighing up one way or the other. Right. You know which which is better, sort of in the comfort of your own home or seeing it on a big screen, but with all those other sort of downsides yeah, distractions. to it, mm. all, yeah, all those other distractions. Um. So yeah, well, it, it, theater. I can't remember the last time I went. I really cannot remember. Um,
0: I haven't. I haven't been for a. I went to a, a concert about a year ago. I didn't do very much for the last couple of years because of COVID.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Now pop, pop concerts. Oh, a lot of yeah. Closed, of course. Just prior to COVID, we started going to concerts. We went to mm. three in a twelve-month period: um, Kim Wilde, Spice Girls, and Cher. Uh, yeah, all, <laughs> all, all, of the past. yeah, all all pre-COVID. No, I, I could I, I could fill a podcast talking about the Cher concert. She was fabulous, <laughs> but she did so, say she did say her next farewell tour. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, she does have rather a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no no I, i'm sorry yeah, and I, I beg your pardon we have been to a concert since covid we went to kim Wilde, didn't we just a few months ago about and, october it was time recent. yeah yeah, when, yeah about october time i mean you and i
0: met during the epidemic we didn't know each other we pre-COVID. did
1: absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. See, things to be thankful for with covid there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now spinning back to hypnosis yeah what aspects of your relaxation do you think you take advantage of that state? Obviously, you're not not formally hypnotizing yourself or getting anybody else to do it, but do you think that that, that ability to use the creative side of, of your imagination? Do you think Yeah, that is?
1: The, the best thing I learned and anybody who's watching or listening to this can do it themselves too, is I like to do the seven, seven, seven breathing. In for mm-hmm. seven, hold for seven, out for seven or any number you choose, basically, but breathe in, hold and breathe out for equal length of time. And equal
0: portions. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: equal portions. And in doing that, after maybe doing 20 breaths of that, you can really take yourself down to a nice place of relaxation and then just visualize what you want to visualize, as in positive future rehearsal, positive future visualization of a situation, um, some upcoming event, something like that. And the whole process can take about 15 minutes, but it can really, really clear you in the daytime.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It it can really sort of take you out of yourself and then you can bring yourself back around nice and slowly in your own time and feel refreshed as opposed to if you go for a lie down and put your head on the pillow and have a 15 minute sleep and then you wake up feeling groggy for the next two hours. Right yeah
0: yeah you've got to give yourself a, an hour or so
1: yeah you're gonna use, use that. yeah because siesta I, yeah well if <laughs> see siesta is a fatal for me if I have a siesta I wake up and I am like a bear with a sore head I I am not a nice person if I have afternoon I sleep I do not <laughs> like two
0: mornings in a day no
1: okay. no <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so since I think this is a segue and of course you can cut it out if you don't um I know you just wrote an article about meditation I you know, did mindfulness how do you think those compare to the hypnotic state and its um, utility? Okay, well. So I, I think of it, sorry to jump in, but I think that hypnosis is sort of necessary to clear out the clutter mm. <laughs> so that you can, you can meditate. But of course, there are a lot of people that don't intentionally use hypnosis. They're obviously going to go through that, that mind state okay, well, several times a day.
1: Self hypnosis and meditation have more similarities than differences. But if we're mm-hmm. talking about meditation and hypnosis, as in with a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist, mm-hmm. then that's where the two differ. Um, in terms of, we're talking about mindfulness, mindfulness tends to be concentrating on the here and now and um isn't a guided thing it's something you do yourself whereas hypnosis hypnotherapy is is meditation with a purpose you're being guided you're being taken on a journey those to me are the main differences
0: yeah although I do because I do guided meditation more of a guided meditation when I'm doing group work mm. I want to try and hypnotize a bunch of people at the same time um so I, I tend to use tapes and, and love and listen to an audio between th- chat conversation coaching mm. sort of with guided meditation um and now that that all of my information is in one place some of those people will realize that it's actually hypnosis <laughs> <laughs> um i have to think about the marketing aspects of that because some mm. people get scared off when they hear hypnosis they think it's too woo woo or it's just a trick
1: yeah but so, but if you call it some... this
0: will it, yeah. this will hopefully help educate the public. Yeah,
1: well. I mean, this is it. If you call it positive visualisation, <clears throat> or guided visualisation, then that sounds acceptable to people who fear the word hypnosis.
0: Yeah, but <clears throat> again, if you want hypnosis to be accepted more, as I do in the medical community, then we're going to have to name it. Otherwise, yeah. we've got every 15 different hypnotists all practising 15 different things they're calling different things because it's better for marketing and it's it's just confusing. But I mean, it doesn't mm. really matter what you call hypnosis, it's it is what it is. Yeah. But
1: but it is different things you know. to different people as well, isn't it? Right. Some people remember everything that was said to them, practically, mm-hmm. you know, verbatim, but other people may remember the beginning and may remember the end, but they don't remember the middle bit. Um mm-hmm. here's, here's something our listeners and viewers might find interesting. Do you find with a lot of clients, they lose all perception of time? Yes. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. Most of in fact, that's something that, 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 uh, the, the, the gentleman that I got great enjoyment from last year, I'm not going to name him, but yeah. <laughs> he was wonderful, wonderfully enthusiastic wonderful client. Absolutely mm. followed everything I suggested, everything I told him we'd need to do. He mm. did. Um, he was wonderful. And he said that the, First time he came to me on the second occasion, he said, and I left the room and I thought, well, that was short. And then I looked at the clock <laughs> <laughs> and it was, that was an hour. <laughs> yeah, that was an hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do I've you have
0: the same thing with with your clients?
1: I've had a similar experience recently where somebody said, Oh, I wasn't out. I wasn't hypnotized. And I said, Oh, and how long do you think it lasted? He said, 10 minutes. I said, Well, if you look up there, you'll see it was 35 minutes. Uh, it just totally blew his mind. It was like, Well, what happened <laughs> yeah pe- pe- but, people so
0: you, i mean we know this because we know that when we daydream
1: <laughs> exactly all sorts of
0: amounts of time you could have had a you could imagine entire an entire life cycle and it'll be five minutes mm. and and you can you know take take a, a short nap you in your in your you know sort of lucid dreaming and and go on a vacation to maui or wherever and and when you look at the clock you realize you been on maui
1: for an hour hour yeah i mean do you ever do this sort of like sitting at your desk do you ever go into a daydream sometimes
0: oh constantly
1: (laughs) (laughs) seriously do you ever go into a daydream and you don't you realize suddenly half an hour's passed and it's like where did that go yeah yeah, oh, it's not just me then. <laughs> I,
0: I wonder actually. If you think about it, people talk about the the rabbit hole of social media, you know, mm. you just click, click, click. I wonder how much of that is actually in a sort of semi hypnotized state because you, 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 you just you're clicking. I, don't, I bet you could say to anybody, "What did you read three posts ago?" Mm. I don't think people are taking it in. They're just looking at the stuff. A lot of people, not everybody, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, this but is... people
0: have no idea they've been an hour looking no. at Facebook when they were supposed to be writing that article.
1: And, of course, in that kind of state, people are quite suggestible to, to the idea on times as well, because you can say to somebody, and I wonder if you'll remember what I said seven and a half minutes ago in 12 minutes time. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say then, and and, and I wonder why Facebook ads are so popular yeah. Because if you're in a hypnotic state, you're going to accept advertising too. Mm. You know, if your critical mind is on big on a break right now. So
1: Oh, talking about ads what have you, did you ever there was a load of stuff we were taught years and years ago about subliminal advertising. You know, when everything used to oh, be yes. like 30 frames per second and they drop the odd one or two frames in and they yes. there was little lot- girls
0: in in uh or female. In, in ice cubes and vodka bottles and things yeah
1: yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. i think it became um I don't know if it was illegal but it was certainly frowned on after a short period of time
1: mm. yeah it's illegal in this country i know that we were told mm. it was illegal but but it wasn't in the states i wonder if it was now or if it's still used now or
0: i don't it's not officially used who knows what people really get up to yeah because it's subliminal <laughs> because, yeah you can slow things down i'm sure google would catch them if it was wrong
1: No, I just wondered if talking of Facebook ads, I wonder if uh, as you scroll. Yeah, I haven't
0: I haven't seen anything that suggests that people are using it, Mm. but mm, I wouldn't say never.
1: (laughs) 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 Right. So I'm I'm just trying to think back now to the start of this conversation, because as usual, viewers and listeners, we've gone all over the place and we hope you found it interesting. We always do. But we were talking about when things throw us off kilter. And um, when things mm. something unexpected happens. Um, what about other things unexpected or other than illnesses though?
0: When... Internet going out because there's been a power surge or something. Yeah. Or uh, your favorite site going down. And you've speaking of somebody who's whose whole business exists because of this little machine in front of them. Mm. Um, that that is extremely stressful and I can't fix it. Yeah. It makes me go crazy.
1: Yeah, or, or, I mean, this is it. This is how some people react so differently to different things, though. Say, for example, you're on the motorway, you've got a full busy day ahead of you planned with two or three meetings with clients, um, and you get a puncture. And there's nothing you can do. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things, but you know you're going to be delayed by three hours by the time Rescue have been out and changed your wheel over or whatever. Um, now, some people would react as in make a couple of phone calls and just say, well you know, that's the situation, that's how it is. I can't do anything about it. Um mm-hmm. Other people would go into a full meltdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm somewhere between the two. It depends on what I am trying to get to. Mm. and That is, well, for a start now, I'm a great deal calmer about it, but but flight delays used to drive me crazy because I was a local talents doctor, so I had to get to places to go mm. to work. And there was nobody else that could be me if I didn't get there. So I, I was um, responding to the fact that I was letting people down, even though I had absolutely no control over what the plane was doing or what the weather was doing. Mm. Um, I did have fairly early in my career. I was flying into Maine. I was in mm. Boston. And we had been so delayed that the flight was... <laughs> so many people who were supposed to be on the flight. The flight got cancelled because they were been delayed. Um, and I spoke to customer service. I don't think I was too awful, but I was certainly quite forceful about how, what the heck am I supposed to do now, apart from sit around in Boston for overnight, mm. needing to be at work at 7am. And um, they, I, I think they were just impressed by the fact that I was an emergency room doctor. Yeah, well. <laughs> he got me a limousine and mm-hmm. had me driven a seven hour drive. He's like, was the top of me.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. two men
0: driving me in a limo with me taking a bit of a nap in the back and then they on... had to drive all the way back it was quite amazing we
1: we did our lady penelope in the back you know, what was it?
0: yeah sort of thing <laughs> i i think probably the alternative would have been a free flight which wouldn't mm. have helped me i mean that was i suspect that's what they did for the other but there were a lot of passengers uh, but it wasn't any fault of the airline it was just that's the weather That is yeah. the reality
1: yeah well, that's great though isn't it show for the limo <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was lovely yeah but, i've never been so posh in my life
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that thing though about um perception of time just getting back to that if you were mm-hmm. delayed for three hours in an airport trapped it especially once you're and you can't get back out and you're delayed mm-hmm. for three hours there that three hours will go one heck of a lot longer than if you were just sat on a beach for three hours when you have nothing to do equally
0: I have found a book is very helpful during that time. Mm. Also in Boston, different flight, but I flew through, but I do not like Boston airport, um, but I, I got one of the greatest books I've ever read was uh, a, a, an alternative history, which I used to love. Don't mm-hmm. read a lot of it now, but I used to love it. And uh, they had um, one of those, those book exchange. things, it's like a little free library where you, you a traveler oh, yeah. has finished that book. They put it, they do it at the, at um, the, wise and and youth hostels like that Mm. sort of thing as well but they do the airport and so the first time you buy you you put two dollars in the bin and then you give one take one and i found this book and i i read the whole thing i six hours going up six hours coming back well the just the flight coming back thankfully but i had Mm. six hour layover and got i was almost annoyed when they called the flight
1: yeah (laughs) again though you get engrossed in the book Did you find it's that effect? yeah time will Time will mm-hmm. go very, very quickly. Talking of those book exchange things, have you seen what's become, I wouldn't say commonplace in England, but we've got one in Darwin anyway. You know, the old red phone boxes over here.
0: Oh, they're using them for books.
1: Yep, they're using, yep they're using them for books. They're filling them with books. And again, leave one, take one.
0: Yep, that's yep. a great, great idea. We have here, um, it's called little free library. People can petition. They I think they pay a, an amount to use the name. And they put up these little... Um, like giant birdhouses hmm. with a little door and people keep, you know, 20, 30 books in there and people just exchange, come by and drop them off and take them. It's
1: yeah. And, so- and
0: you'll suddenly see a whole range because people are clearly moving and downsizing. And <laughs> the same author, you get 10 authors. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, as I say, one started down the road from us and it was like, yeah, what a great idea. What a great idea. It's lovely. That's and they used for the redundant red phone boxes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at the end and of another still episode,
0: Denise. That's very good. I was going to say that that's also a lovely way to keep the phone boxes. Yeah. They are. I mean, there's such a, there's such a, it's almost like a Bobby with the right sort of hat on, isn't it? It's just, yeah, they're it's a iconic. symbol of Britain. Yeah, yeah they I are iconic the over here. Iconic. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 They, they all look phone box. boxes. They're, they're lovely. Yeah. yeah, we're at the end of another episode. How's that?
0: Yeah. And cool. we can talk about anything, people. <laughs>
1: We can't we can. anything and we everything. Do. As we always say, it's just a conversation between two friends and colleagues and it goes where it goes. But next episode we do have a guest on with us, don't we? Uh, we Led do. Roberts, talking yes. about children, hypnosis and hypnotherapy. So um, it will
0: be a lot more cogent. A yeah. lot <laughs> less tangential and definitely worth listening to. So please yeah, join us absolutely, again next yeah. week.
1: Join us next week and um, thanks for joining
0: us on this one. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one.
1: If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.